0: Hello, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in to another podcast of The Little Black Sofa with your host, Honey. On today's very, very short before work segment that I'm trying to fit in, this is actually a follow-up from um, the name of that episode is Stand By Me. So this is a follow up to the episode Stand By Yourself. Um, the character DC in the episode, ha ha ha, um, I decided that, you know, I would share that I was starting the podcast and let him hear some of the podcasts. Now, let me give you some more back history on him. He is a 43 year old man who has never been married. That has no children um, he has a decent job he probably has a whole bunch of savings being that he doesn't have any children or any responsibility outside buying a fucking bottle of Hennessy because see his problem really is that during the day he's a perfect gentleman okay he he's respectful he likes he's funny but because he doesn't smoke weed and he gets drunk from the moment he gets off work. Usually, he turns into a raving, mad, drunk, fucking lunatic. Okay. So, now I send him the text message. Say, hey, go check out my podcast. Now, at first, if you look at the screenshots that can be found on TikTok, go, go, go to, go to TikTok. Go look at these screenshots. Your, this makes this story so much better. <clears throat> He's like. Oh, your story is awesome. I love it. Um, now, he does call me on the phone because he's worried that now I'm doing a pod, a segment about him that I'm going to say some things in there that, you know, he doesn't want said. And the main thing he's worried about is, am I talking about his little bitty tiny dick? Now, when I say tiny dick, he's got at least four inches of dick, but, you know, it's not when you got four inches of dick and you don't know how to use it you don't know have like he has no fucking sexual experience when it comes like he doesn't know what foreplay is or whatever the fuck like you'll even see in the text messages where he's saying to me I need to teach him how to fuck me no dude you're older than me if you don't know how to fuck by now I don't think I'm the one to teach you like seriously so anywho My biggest problem with him was always when he would get drunk, he felt like he could text me and pretend like he was my motherfucking daddy and not just scold me about the bartender situation where I cussed her ass out, but, you know, try to scold me and tell me that I'm not submissive enough or I don't act like a lady enough or, you know, just constantly trying to tell me what I need to do or what I need to change. And I would be so confused like, dude. I'm not trying to fuck with you. I'm not trying to date you. So why would I even give a fuck about what you think I need to try to change or correct so you find me more, um, I guess, attractive or you want to build with me? It's clear he wants to build with me. Like this motherfucker, when he's in his drunken moods, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, he likes to send me videos. Wait a minute, y'all. Listen to what he sends me. I invited him over to watch the game, okay? Excuse me. He came, before he came over, he cashed at me money so that I could buy food to cook. So when we watched the game, you know, we could eat. So I went to the grocery store and I did a crab boil. So every time he's drunk in his feelings, he sends me the video that he took in my house of the crab boil that I cooked for him. And he'd be like, see, this is what a good woman is. Like, this motherfucker is a male chauvinistic pig. And I was being nice before on the last podcast, but he really pissed me off last night. So we're not going to be nice about this shit anymore. Now, he's trying to tell me that I'm a hoe and uh, I'm telling hotels and nobody wants me and all this other shit. And I'm just sitting here confused like... If you don't like the podcast, why are you pressing play? If this is how you feel about me, why are you telling me? Like when a person reaches this point in their life, when they're willing to share um, sexual experiences, dating experiences, you need to understand. I don't give a fuck what you think, because why would I? I mean, like, seriously, who are you for me to give a fuck with anybody thinks? how I choose to live my life, or what I choose to do with it. I don't walk around telling nobody else what they need to do or what they shouldn't be doing in their life, so I'm damn sure not for one person telling me what the fuck I need to be doing in my fucking life. <clears throat> so, um, he's, you know, at first he's cool with the podcast, then he gets drunk, and once he gets drunk, he starts texting me like he's my daddy. Do you not understand how relationships are made and all this other shit? And just read the text messages, y'all. Like It's so much good, juicy shit in these text messages. Um, he's talking about us entertainment bitches and, you know, all this other shit. And I'm like, damn thank you for calling me an entertainment bitch because I'm trying to get a fucking entertainment check for entertaining you niggas. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do some drinks and get some entertainment checks. I'm trying to get that check sent to the email from anybody. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, like dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Who wouldn't want to get an entertainment check? Who wouldn't want to get a creator check? Like that's, that should be the check you should try to get no matter who you are because That's one check that you getting paid for being you nine times out of fucking 10. Are you getting paid for being silly nine times out of 10? Like, even if you getting paid for twerking, so what, baby girl? Drop it like it's hot. It's your fucking life. It's your fucking business. So as he goes on in his little drunken spill all last night, he's calling me sluts and hoes and telling me that, I'm a bum because, you know, I dated this person and this person had these problems and blah, 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 blah. And you know what I realized as he sit here all night long, texting me all this crazy shit? That this little dick motherfucker is miserable. He really miserable. And Because he's so miserable He sits around Passing judgment on other people He sits around trying to dictate What you should be doing in your life He up drunk Scolding me Like I'm his fucking child He up drunk Telling me to kill myself Because he don't like a podcast About my fucking life And what has happened in my life Like it sounds like he's a little bit mad that I didn't conform to his shit. It sounds like he's a little bit upset that I didn't roll over and be his bitch. But like I told him in the text message, sweetheart, me and you don't have good sex and you're fucking mean. I didn't, you know, I, I was trying to be nice. But after, when, if you read those messages, you'd be like, oh Yeah. This motherfucker is really a narcissist. I see why she stopped talking to this one. (laughs) Like, I couldn't pinpoint exactly what the problem was outside the behavior of one minute he's this way. The next minute he's toxic as fuck, insane, mean, um, belligerent, malicious, hurtful ass fucking things just because. Then he'll text you at five, six o'clock in the morning or call you like we should cuddle or we should have sex or you should come over. You should come cuddle with me. And you'd be like, huh? But then he'll try to tell you that it's you that's constantly um, bashing him, cussing him out. Like he tried to tell me after he asked me what his podcast was about. um, And I told him it was about, you know, basically you not standing by me and your sex stuck and And he's tried to tell me that our last conversation was, um, an argument. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking delusional. Our last conversation was he was in one of his sensitive, emotional moods. And he called me in the wee hours of the morning talking to that shit about how he was ready to give me whatever I needed because he wanted to build with me and he wanted to be able to to get past us not really having sex remember we've only had sex two times it wasn't on the first night the second night or the third night so you know I don't know who the fuck you call on the hoe like bitch if you was one of these niggas I fucked on the first night okay nigga you might got some 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 merit behind what the fuck you're saying but you're not one of those niggas so you shut up little dick Shh, shh hush stay in your place so you know he's he's telling me how you know we need to get past this stigma of us not having sex and just so we can be able to I feel like once we can have all the sex I need personally our relationship would get a lot easier because I would be happier him not me he would be happier and I'm like well you know I mean I just be talking shit sometimes to guys just to see what they gonna say what they're willing to do so I was like well dude go get me this penthouse I seen over here on broad street and he says how much is it Now, I had just seen the for rent sign outside on the curb, so I didn't know how much it was. So I sent him the address, and he's like, it's like $3,000 a month. That's way too much. Are you going to go have? And I'm like, I guess I can. Shit. But at the same time, I don't want to live in a $3,000 penthouse. That's just ridiculous. I don't have the type of money to be living in a $3,000 penthouse. But it was, you know, he actually went and looked to see how much it was. So, you know, a part of you wants to be with me. A part of you wants to give me whatever you think I need to try to obtain my love, my affection, and I guess my wore out ass fucking coochie. But, I, you know, I, I, for a long time, I'm like, I see the behavior. What is this behavior? What is this behavior? He's fucking bipolar. Like, for you to go from the podcasts are good... Um, i'm really enjoying them, and <clears throat> i don't even think it was anything in his podcast that upset him. He became more upset by the car problems podcast that is being that I have a call in um guest then by my own personal stories is how i felt about it because once he heard that if you look at the text messages that's when he loses his mind after the he receives the the podcast to go listen to car problems that's when he starts you're a hoe you're a slut you're this and i'm like wow how small is your brain clearly this is not my story clearly i have a caller calling in and this is the caller's story but even if it was my story, bitch, so fucking what? But it's not. But your brain's so fucking small, you can't differentiate that that's a man's voice telling his story. And I'm just, you know, the, the host. I'm just the person that is trying to help, you know, get the story out of him in a good way, a cute way, a humorous way. Um, and I'm like, so last night, I'm like, he really bipolar. And I just, you know... I'm not upset for being called hoes, sluts, bitches. That shit don't bother me. That shit, you know, a man has been calling us bitch for so fucking long that if I can make you mad enough to call me a bitch, I got you out of character and you my bitch is how I feel about it at this point. Because that shit, I'm beautiful, I'm intelligent, I'm talented, and I'm a charming human being. I mean, I'm going to go old school on you, okay? Because back in my day, we was already like, Psh, the fuck. So here it is, 20-something years later. You better believe that word. Don't fucking raffle my feathers. <clears throat> so let's bring this segment to a close. <clears throat> I'm going to say, when I first met him, I really thought that he was an eligible candidate. I was kind of overwilling. I was willing to overlook the four inches that he had and the six inches his ass lacked. I'm just playing. I wouldn't take, you know, that's way too much, but I was willing to overlook that. But then when he started to show his controlling side, um, his judgmental side, his, like, he has all these theories of what he thinks a woman is supposed to say, do or act. But I don't see you with a woman. I don't see you with an ex-wife. Hell, I don't even see you with any fucking children. So, what I realize is that the older a man is, if he's never been married, if he doesn't have any children, excuse me, y'all, my bronchitis is kicking my ass right now. If he's never been married, if he doesn't have any fucking children, the reason probably is no bitch will stay along stay around long enough to let him crawl up in her and have a baby by him because he's already showed that many women he's that fucking crazy think about what I'm saying this is an educated man he's about 6'1 he's still built like he's fresh out the fucking air force because he is an air force man retired has a good job. He's well-spoken when he's not off that Hennessy. So why is it that all this time he's never been married? He has not one child. Now my crazy ass, as retarded as I am, as out of the box as I may seem, I have been engaged three times. I was a runaway bride, before I actually got married the first time and I was so scared that I was going back out again but I got married at five months not allowing myself the time that I usually had to say nah this ain't what I want I can't do this the rest of my life excuse me I was with one man for seven and a half fucking years We got engaged probably at five years, but by the time me and him got engaged, shit had already been so sour and such a struggle love and all the, you know, inconsistencies and betrayals that I really, my heart and my mind and soul wasn't in it anymore. My, my, my spirit was already leaving the situation and eventually my mind and my body followed afterwards. The second time I got engaged, I didn't actually receive a ring, so we'll call that one a half engagement. But even to this day, his narcissistic, I mean, I probably say narcissistic because they have certain qualities, but they might not all be narcissists, okay? Let me me be real about that. His toxic ass, to this day, will pop back on the radar and call me and beg me to work it out with him. And... He was just too fucking needy. You understand what I'm saying? Like he's the type of dude that you can't just sit on the sofa and he sit on the sofa next to you. You need to be touching him and petting him like he's your little fucking dog all the fucking time. You understand what I'm saying? Um, oh, you come out in a summer dress and. Oh, that's Could that be any tighter? Like, dude, like, I, you know, I don't have time for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, curved dick, fraggle rock looking ass. I don't have time for it. So, you know, but to this day, he likes to say, well, we could have been married now 10 years, but you keep running off. Yes, yes. Niggas say I'm like a wild horse and I'm constantly running off and it's hard to get a harness around me. The third engagement was to an engineer that was from New Orleans. And he showed me a new level of possessive. He thought that I should not work. To some women, that's your, your perfect man. He's telling you not to work. But that's not how my mama fucking raised me. My mama said, you always go to work. You always maintain something for your fucking self. Because when shit go wrong, you have to possess the power within yourself, within you, baby, to be able to fix it, to put energy, momentum, finances towards fixing it. Not have to be at the mercy of some man and hope that he, he feels like it's a problem, that he sees it's urgent and he wants to fix it. Because when you don't have an income, that's what that's what you deal with. They do shit when they want to. They they pay for what they want to pay for. So he didn't want me to work. And he was so <clears throat> insecure. This motherfucker told me the furnace was acting up or the hot water tank. I'm not sure. Something back there acting up in this in this in this room, okay? We live in townhouses or apartments condiments whatever the fuck you want to call it out in dublin and he tells me yeah maintenance is coming today but when they get there i need you to let them be dressed already be dressed let them in and once you let them in you have to step out of the apartment and leave the apartment the whole time they work. He told me I can go sit outside, I can go sit in my car, I can, go sit in, I can go walk my dog, but I am not allowed to be in there while they work. Like, I'm not gonna tell you all of their stories because I'll, I'll do a segment where I'll tell you what drove me crazy or why I didn't stay with them my three, you know what I'm saying, previous engagements. Either way, it goes, I just end up leaving his ring, his truck, and his new phone that he had bought me in his underwear drawer and going back home to my apartment one day. Then I end up meeting the dude I end up married to and did it in five months. And I've learned a lot from that situation. I've had to become a stronger woman. I had to, you know what I'm saying, I had to really look inside of myself and figure out how did I get to that point how did I end up married to a man five months for six years that never loved me never respect me because I wasn't loving myself in the seconds the moments the hours and the days that he met me but anyways I don't want to get too far off into me as crazy as I am Even to this day, when I meet a man and we date, if we have a good vibration and he stays around and gets to know me, they all want to fucking get married. They all talking about long-term commitments. I don't have no fucking problem outside. I am a serial dater. I'm sorry, but I'm not fucking sorry. And for all you to think dating means fucking, I'm sorry. Your parents didn't raise your ass right. My mom allowed boys to come over when I was a teenager. She insisted on it. She bought us board games. She bought us yard games. She bought us movies. She taught me how to spend proper time with a man outside on my fucking back. So when I say I'm dating, baby, I'm mingling. I'm dating. We going places. We doing things. We seeing things. We conversating. Know the difference. I'm a serial dater. I hardly ever get the kind of sex that I think I should be having as a grown ass fucking woman in her 40s. I swear to God, I don't even feel like I'm an adult because when I was a teenager and didn't have no place to fuck, I was fucking a lot. Now I'm an adult and I pay for some place to be able to fuck every day. I, I mean, I could get some dick, but I don't just want any dick. I'd rather keep my shit over here on reserve, on marinate, so when somebody can woo me and, you know what I'm saying, motherfucking get my brain up, because you got to seduce my motherfucking brain before you get my pussy wet. Know the difference, okay? Every bitch ain't the same. But if you can get me to that point and I decide, after you know what I'm saying, after I see what you're working with, that you worth my time, oh, trust me, baby, it's going to be worth your while. Even my stupid-ass ex-husband, after he got this coochie, he woke up on Monday morning and called every bitch in his phone and told him, I met somebody. I, I, I found what I was looking for. This nigga had me sitting in there on the motherfucking sofa like, hold on, wait a minute. Is this a movie? This nigga is really in here on the fucking phone calling somebody. He's called at least three bitches that morning. Now, whatever had came over him in that moment, Unfortunately, it didn't last because, you know, he was a cheater, a liar, and a dog. But in that moment, the coochie was good enough for this nigga to do I can't fuck with you no more phone calls. My personality is dope enough and unique enough that I don't worry about what the motherfucker next to me think, what they worth, what they wear, because I'm me. I'm unique. And with that being said, be careful, people, of clowns that dress the same. Be careful... Of because they older, and they didn't have kids, that they eligible. Because sometimes it's because nobody fucking wanted they ass. Toodles.